Again, if we are honest here this morning, most of us would have to admit, you know what? There are some things that have happened in my life. There are some things, quite frankly, in the Bible. I just don't know. They seem to be go against what I, uh, what I know. But in Matthew 27 is one of those uh, stories, those parables. And we'll begin, I, I'm sorry, did I, 20, verse 1 through 7. I, I did throw that 27 in there. No, I was right the first time. Chapter 20, verse 1. And this parable labors there in the vineyard. For the kingdom of heaven is likened to a man that is an householder early in the morning to hire laborers in his vineyard. When he had agreed with the laborers for a penny a day, he sent them into his vineyard. And he went out and uh, about the third hour and saw others standing idle in the marketplace and said unto them, Go ye also into the vineyard, and whatsoever is right, I will give you. And they went their way. And he went out about the uh, sixth hour, or sixth and ninth hour, and did likewise. And about the eleventh hour, he went out and found others standing idle, and saith unto them, Why stand ye here all the day idle? Thus say, uh, or they say unto him, Because no man hath hired us. He saith unto them, Go ye also into the vineyard, and whatsoever is right, that shall you receive. Our Heavenly Father, as we look into this passage, I pray that our faith would be strengthened. I, I pray that we would understand we don't have to have all the answers. We just need to trust you. So your will be done, for it is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, it, again, in verse 7, Jesus said, Whatsoever is right, that shall you receive. That phrase is used a few times in this But notice what happened in verse um, 8. It says, So uh, when evening was come, the Lord of the vineyard saith unto the, his steward, Call the laborers, give them their hire, beginning from the last unto the first. And when they came that were hired about the eleventh hour, they received every man a penny. And that's, of course, that currency is a little different than our penny, but nonetheless, so verse 10, when the first came, they supposed that they should have received more, and they likewise received every man a penny. And when they had received it, they murmured against the good man of the house, and uh, saying, thus are these last have wrought but one hour. And thou hast made them equal unto us, which have borne the burden and heat of the day. But he answered one of them and said, Friend, I do thee no wrong. Didst not thou agree with me for a penny? Well, uh, so here's, you know, focus your attention again on that phrase. Whatsoever is right, that shall ye receive. We've received some things in our life. And maybe like some of these men that were working for this good man, we've questioned it and said, wait, that isn't fair, or I, I don't agree with the way things have come down. And by the way, we're in good company. Don't, don't think that you've lost your soul because you have uh, maybe disagreed with God at one time or another. You look at the, the book of Psalms, and you find David had a lot of disagreements. Now he got his heart right. He, he did uh, have the right perspective, usually at the end of that chapter. But nonetheless, it does happen. Here's the story. A certain man, he goes out to hire some workers to work in his vineyard. And 
he goes very early in the morning. Now, later on in this chapter, we find that it was about 6 o'clock in the morning. And he hires some workers to work in the field. Then we find that he needs some more workers, so he goes out around 9 o'clock in the morning, and he hires some more. And then at noon, he hires even some more workers. Around 3 o'clock uh, in the afternoon, he hires more. And then he goes out yet again at 5 o'clock and hires more workers. And all of them work until 6 o'clock at night. Now that means some of these guys were, have been out in the fields working for 12 hours in the heat of the sun. And some work 9, some work 6, some work 3, and some only work 1 hour. And he gave them all, at the end of the day, the day he gave them all exactly the same amount of money. Now, those that went to work early in the morning, these guys, they began to grumble and complain, as would a lot of workers, maybe even many of us here this morning. And they said, this isn't fair. Listen, we've been out there working hard for 12 hours in the heat of the day, and these, these rascals, they just come in in the last hour, and they get the same amount of money for working one hour as us that work 12 hours. That is not fair. I don't know. I kind of agree with that. That doesn't seem fair. And, and so this parable has always bothered me that these guys that worked one hour, we get the same wages as the guys that worked 12 hours. And so what is God trying to teach here? Now, I think there are several things. And I, I want to focus in on one uh, thing I think the Lord is trying to teach here. And so don't miss this. What, what God is trying to teach, I believe God is trying to teach us that there will be times things happen in our life that we don't agree. That we, we don't, we, or we think it's not fair. By the way, if you haven't found out, is isn't fair. Um, not at all. But um, you, you think it's fair, uh, you know, that these guys that worked one hour same as a guy that worked 12 hours now honestly if, if we're honest most of us say you know that i don't think that's fair i just don't see now this this parable is there for our learning for our understanding but um uh to get the same wages can you imagine a guy getting hired in on your job and he comes in he does the same work but he's only been there for an hour and he gets the same pay for that one hour that you've been working there for eight or 12 hours I think there'd be a little grumbling about that. But, um, you know, I, I don't agree. I don't believe that this should happen this way, but God does. And, and it doesn't make sense to me. How can I agree with this uh, in this parable? How can I agree with God? Now, I, I can't see how it's right for a man who works 12 hours to get the same pay as a guy who only works one hour. By the way, that's really not what faith is. And here's what we're going to talk about, a little bit about faith. What is faith? What is, well, faith is believing without understanding. Do you understand that you don't have to understand everything that happens in life? Quite honestly, you cannot understand everything that happens in life. Then you just have to trust God. Faith is believing that God is right even when we disagree or we just don't understand. We need to understand that we do not think like God. What does Isaiah say? For my thoughts, or the Lord saying through Isaiah, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts, 
uh, and uh, uh, my ways are, are higher, saith the Lord. So you say, it, it doesn't make sense to me, but um, it so happens that you and I are flesh. We don't have the mind that God has. I know we are to uh, uh, hopefully progressing along and spiritually becoming mature, more like Christ, but uh, we are flesh. And I'm convinced that one of the reasons that God put this parable here is to let us know that there's going to be things happen in life that we don't understand, that we're not going to see eye to eye with God on. That's, you know, David experienced this over and over again. And uh, we see this uh, here in this parable. It's kind of hard for us to swallow. I know we don't want to talk about that. But I dare say, if I took a survey of just the group that's here this morning, that the majority of us would say, you know what, there have been some things that even happened with me personally. I didn't agree with. I, I didn't agree that God did it the way he, or allowed it this to happen in my life. And I, 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 I just, or I just don't understand. So it, it's right to, to give a fellow the same, is, you know, that's the question. Is it right to give a fellow the same wages for working one hour and give the guy that worked 12 hours the same thing? Now, in our, you know, according to what the word here is, yeah, it is right. Uh, um, and, and somebody asks, well, preacher, do you believe that? To be honest, I, I can't, that, that whole principle, it doesn't make sense to me, but it doesn't make sense to me. Uh, he will do uh, what he thinks is right, what he, God will. And by the way, I wasn't trying to cheat him. He told them all, when he hired them, this is what I will pay and I know there's another great principle that can be taught from that lesson. But here, when, when you say, I, I have lost my faith in an individual. Maybe you've said that. You know, I, I used to really trust and depend upon this person, but something happened, and I've lost all faith in him. And it means he's finally done something opposite of the way I think it should be done. We may even... Sadly, there are some people that have come to that point in their, their Christian life. Oh, I've lost faith in God because he did or what he allowed to happen in my life. Or I don't agree. I don't think it should have been, should have been done that way. And so it, he, he's finally done something opposite of the way we think it ought to be done. And that's really what it comes down to. We, we have our own views of what faith is. Faith is, is uh, it happening the way I think it should happen. And then all things are well. Well, that's not real faith. And so faith is not only believing without understanding, faith is believing without explanation. Um, you know, as a parent, there are times where, I, you know, you just have to tell your young children, this is the way it is. You don't have to give an explanation on everything. But as they get older, they can understand more. And uh, you can explain why you're doing what you're doing. But obedience is just doing what you're told, when you're told, and doing it happily. And that's what uh, God wants from us. He wants that kind of faith. Just without explanation, I will believe. I will obey. Now, we may say, I can't see it. But God, one day, God will explain it all to me, and then I will understand on the golden street of heaven. But that's really not pure faith. You know, we, you say, okay, but God and I, we don't agree on this. I would have done it another way if I was God. 
And, uh, but I trust that God one day is going to explain all these things to me, and then it will make sense to me. And I think that someday he will uh, uh, explain it to me, so I trust him. Isn't that really pure faith? Well, not exactly. The, you know, the old song says, we will understand it all better by and by. Um, and I know what they're saying, but pure faith is believing God even when it appears to be there's no explanation for what's happening. We're going to believe him anyway. Even if, if God never lets me in on it, if I never find out what he was doing and what he is up to in his plan, I'm going to trust him, believe him. That's faith, knowing he's right and I'm wrong. I can't explain it. It may not make sense to me, but God is always right, and I am wrong if I do not agree with him. And so when I get to heaven, even if I never learn why God did what he did, I still believe that God was right and I was wrong if there was a disagreement. So faith is, is also believing God is always right. Now, you say, yeah, amen, that's true, I agree with that. Well, praise the Lord. Now, there might be some things that happen, and a question pops up in your mind, and the devil works on your mind in that way. You know, is, God, what, what's God doing? Why did he allow this to happen? And so, I, 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 if I never find out how those, what we call bad things, why they happened in my life, and how God was able to work them out for good. If I never find out how that worked out, I'm still going to trust him. That's what faith is. I still believe that God is right. He's always right. He's always good. There are some things in the Bible that I think a lot of us would have a hard time agreeing with if it wasn't the fact that it was in the Bible. I mean, oh, for instance, was God right, and do we agree with God that Achan and his entire family was stoned to death? Should they have been stoned? What, did he, what was his crime? Well, he, yeah, he stole this gold uh, wedge, this uh, Babylonian garment, and maybe he, you know, he was going to give it to his wife. He had great plans for it. But yeah, maybe he should go to jail, maybe for a long time, but to be stoned to death. Okay, Achan we can maybe see where that could go. But his wife and his whole family, that doesn't make sense to us. And uh, they had nothing to do with this. Does your faith say God has to do it like I see it? Or he's wrong? I, I mean, does your faith say, if God doesn't answer my prayers and do it my way, then I'm out of here. I'm not going back to church anymore. I'm not going to waste my time reading the Bible anymore. That's not faith, folks. That's, that's really, that's close to idolatry. But, does, you know, it's, uh, uh, let's go a step further. I don't think God should have killed. We mentioned these two characters in our Sunday school lesson a couple weeks ago or last week. Ananias and Sapphira. Yes, they lied. But come on. How many of us would still be alive if we were killed for lying? Good question. It doesn't seem fair. And I, I realize they lied uh, by, by not giving what they said they were giving, and they were, uh, uh, and, and, there's, and we know, we can see the logic in it, but 
for it, just generally speaking. I don't, I don't agree that someone should be put to death for telling a lie. I don't agree with, with God letting Peter preach on the day of Pentecost. I mean, now think about Peter. I think it should have been John, the beloved. Yeah, John, what a great guy. He, and how much he loved the Lord. But here's a guy who 50 days before this was a cussing uh, sailor. And, and, and 50 days ago, he denied Christ. He denied uh, uh, his faith. And he said that he didn't belong to Jesus anymore, and he was going to go fishing. 50 days, and now look at this, this scoundrel here. This cussing man who left Jesus in his darkest hours. I don't think Peter should have preached at Pentecost. You know, again, speaking from a human standpoint, I think John the Beloved should have done it. I'll tell you something else I don't believe in. Now, I, by the way, I'm hang in there with me. Don't, don't uh, plan on uh, tar and feathering me and throwing me out. I hope you are a little stirred. I hope I've got your attention. But isn't it true? I mean, if we're honest with ourselves, maybe in our own thoughts we're saying, I just don't get this. I just don't agree with that. How that happened, how that came about. Think about this. Ahab, the harlot, she was called, and she was. I don't agree that she should be placed in the hall of faith in Hebrews chapter 11. Doesn't make sense to me. It's not the kind of character I would think should go in there. And, and while we're talking about it, uh, I don't think God made a real good choice when he chose Saul to be the king, the first king of Israel. I don't believe God should have chosen Jacob to be a prince and then to be called or name an entire nation, his nation after him. Israel. And, uh, you know, this Jacob, we could stop and talk about his flaws. Man, that guy was a, a rascal. He deceived his brother. He got the birthright uh, by deceiving his brother, which means he uh, got the double portion of his father's inheritance. Uh, he, got, uh, he, he got to be in the lineage of, of the Messiah. Uh, and he was given the priestly rights to the family. Uh, he deceived his father. Uh, that he pretended to be his brother Esau and uh, received those blessings as a result. And he, uh, uh, this, this sorry character here, uh, and you know what God did with him? Well, again, he turned around and named an entire nation, the nation of Israel, after him. Now to us, we say, man, that doesn't seem right. This guy didn't have a whole lot of character. And then I don't agree that God should have chosen three murderers to write what comes out to be almost a third of the Bible. Moses, Paul, David. These guys were murderers. And uh, I mean, that's not something we would choose. Oh, I see on your resume that you have been, you've murdered some individuals. That's great. Yeah, you can teach our school. Children, that'd be no problem. We'd have some problems with that, wouldn't we? And, and I'm saying, I've got some problems. Do you ever have a problem with God? I mean, you don't have to answer that. I don't want you to answer that. But have you ever had a problem with God? I don't agree, God. Uh, well, and, and while we're griping, this is one thing that I, uh, I need some explanation on. Do you know who God called the wisest man on earth? in the world, a guy who had 700 wives and 300 substitutes. 
I mean, come on, that doesn't seem very wise. And it wasn't. God never condoned that. But I'm griping now, all right? I'm complaining. God called him the wisest man in the whole world. I don't agree with God. But Sinclair, man, it just doesn't seem fair. I know they had over 100 years to get right. They had been preached to, but come on. Women, children, the whole world. I don't agree with God calling David a man after his own heart. After all, an adulterer, a man that committed adultery, a man that committed murder, a man after God's own heart. I, I, I really think this is kind of dirty. I don't, I don't believe it was right when Moses didn't get to go into the promised land. I mean, think about it. All he did is temper. Have you ever lost your temper? Yeah. Again, you don't need to answer that. This is not confession time. But that's all he did. And by some of the scoundrels he had to work with, it was. I, I think most of us would have lost our temper. So it doesn't seem fair to us, does it? Um, and, and, you know, I, I don't agree with God that uh, to let Satan do what he did to Job. It doesn't seem fair. I don't agree that God should turn Lot's wife into a pillar of salt. I mean, all she did was turn around and look back. I, that doesn't seem so horrible. It doesn't seem so bad. And I don't agree, don't agree that God should use David to a whole lot of the Bible as well, after all who, what David had done. And I don't believe that God should have chose Jonah. And running the other way, disobeying God. And then he pulled him out of that fish's belly and used him to preach a great revival in Nineveh. Again, I think I would have picked somebody else that was willing to do the job. Um, I don't agree that God should have chosen Matthew's dishonest background. Man, this guy was a tax collector. He was a criminal, really. But he chose him to be an apostle. He chose him to write the very first book of the New Testament. Hmm, doesn't seem right. I don't believe God should have made Isaac marry somebody he had never seen before. For all Isaac knew, she could have weighed 500 pounds, had a big wart under her nose, and just really ugly. You know, he didn't know. But it just doesn't seem right. You're going to marry somebody. Yeah, I, I'll show you who it is. But he had no idea. Uh, I'd never seen that individual. And I don't agree in blessing some of these Old Testament men that had several wives. I don't agree uh, with that. I don't agree with God giving the prodigal son more attention than the faithful son that stayed home and did, his, did what he's supposed to have done. Doesn't seem right to me. And I don't agree with God allowing my mother to go through all the trials that she went through. Doesn't seem fair. I remember my mom always talking about when she, if she ever got to the 100 mark, if she ever reached 100, she's going to go in and just destroy a bar. She thought that was a, a great thing to do. She hated liquor, hated it with a passion. And mom never drank a drop of alcohol, never smoked or any of that, but she got emphysema. I, I don't think that's fair. for that to happen. I don't think it's fair. You know, we could go on and on about that. I don't, listen, I don't agree with God making... Some of you right here endure pain and suffering. Doesn't seem fair. Now, don't lose me, all right? I don't want to leave you there by any means. 
But to be quite frank with you, I don't understand even the plan of salvation. Now, now listen, I don't I know that. But you think about this, you know, you look at it's a guy that uh, that thief on the cross. His own words, he was a criminal. In his own uh, testimony, he said, I, I, I deserve this, what I'm getting. This is my just due for what I, how, how I've lived my life. That guy, who had never done anything good, who had never darkened the door of a church, who had never followed the Lord's teachings at all, that guy, that very day, trusted Christ and then went to glory. But here's another guy who, boy, he goes, he went to the temple all the time. He prayed faithfully. He was a good person. And he dies and goes to hell because he never received God's plan of salvation, never received uh, God's gift of salvation. And so, again, our human mind says, boy, I, I mean, think about it. A man that kills a child, to me, that's one of the worst things that a person can do. An innocent child. And he goes to prison, and, and he's going to be put to death, which I think it should happen that way. But someone visits him in the prison, hears the gospel, he repents of his sin, and trusts Christ. That man is going to go to heaven. And then think about the parents of that child who was killed. Maybe they never did trust Christ. And they would die and go to hell. Again, it doesn't seem fair to us, our, our human thinking. It doesn't make sense, but bless God, it doesn't have to make sense to us. L listen, God's ways are far above our ways. What he is doing, he knows exactly what is going to happen in the future. God understands, but we do not. We see things, <laughs> like, like the Word of God says, through a glass darkly, and we uh, just can't understand all these things. But here's, the, here's where I conclude. And it takes me another hour to get it done. But God is right in all of those things. I, if I, I've said all these things, I, I would have done things, maybe I would have done it differently if, if I was God. The way, if I was God, I'd never let this guy have salvation. I don't deserve it. Uh, if I believe God is right, and if I have it, I am wrong. He chooses some, someday to explain it to me. He may choose to let me know and get in on uh, involved here, uh, uh, but he is right and I am wrong no matter if I ever receive an explanation of it. I still believe that God is right. I believe that God is right when he put Ahab, or no, excuse me, I got the wrong person, Rahab, get the name correct, when they put Rahab in the Hebrews chapter 11, that hall of faith, yes, God was right. I don't have to understand it. I don't have to agree with it. God was right. And I was wrong if I disagree. And she's in that hall of heroes. I believe God was right when he chose Peter to preach there at the day of Pentecost. He was right. I don't, again, I, I don't have to understand it or even agree. God was right. I believe God was right when he sent the flood. I believe God was right when he killed Ananias and Sapphira. I believe that God was right in every one of these things. I am weak. He is strong. And, I, and I'm, 
I'm saying I don't agree with, I may not agree with him in some things that happen in life. But again, I am flesh. He is God. He is right. He is right. He makes no mistakes. None of us can claim that. We've probably made a few of them already today. If we've opened our mouth, most likely we have. And, uh, but you, you say, well, Brother Randy, uh, we'll understand it all better by and by, right? It'll all make sense. He's God. He makes no mistakes. We may understand it one day, but I don't have to even understand it. He's right. He's right. Regardless, he's always right. If God never tells me when I get to heaven why things happen the way they do, have you ever wondered that? Why does it happen? Why did this happen? Why did it go this way? And, and he's still God, and I still trust him. For he is God, he is good, he is omniscient, omniscient he is omniscient, and he is right. He is always right. The greatest joy of the Christian life is to trust him and need no explanation. If you haven't had questions, you will. Things will happen in life, and you'll say, why? Why? That's a big question that's asked by humans all the time, by Christians. Why? And we just, without explanation, we need to understand that God is right, and he will uh, always be right, and I'm going to trust him. The greatest thing that you can do for God is to trust him and ask for no explanation. Um, you know how sometimes we talked about kids earlier, you, you get to the place where you tell your child to do something, they say, why? You know, they want, to under, they want an explanation. Or nobody else is doing, or everybody else is doing this, I want to do this. Why can't I do it? And, but the, the greatest thing that we can do for God is just to trust him, even when we may have that question in our mind, but say, I don't need an explanation. I don't need an, uh, a complete understanding. I'm just going to obey. So God was right when he stoned Achan. God was right when he killed Ananias and Sapphira, had Peter preaching it, had Rahab the harlot in the hall of heroes. God was right in choosing Saul to be king. He was right in making Jacob a prince and uh, naming a nation after him. He was right to choose three ex-murderers to write over a third of the Bible. God was right when he called this man in the world. God was right when he sent the flood. God was right when he called David a man after his own. He was right by not letting Moses enter into the, into the promised land. God was right in not letting or in allowing Satan to do what he did to Job. God was right in turning Lot's wife into a pillar of salt. God was right, and we can go through, there's a lot of things we could, more we could say about that, but suffice it to say, God was right. God was right in using David to write much of the Bible as he did, um, even with his, uh, after his great sins. God was right in choosing Joshua to, or excuse me, Jonah to, to preach there in uh, Nineveh, and uh, God was right in doing that. God was right to choose Matthew to be an apostle. God was right to give Isaac a wife that he had never seen before. And by the way, it was a good choice. Uh, no, uh, Isaac never complained about that. God was right to, uh, when he blessed some of these Old Testament men, even in, when they had multiple wives. Never condoned that sin, but God even used them in spite of that. Just as he uses us and blesses us, 
in spite of our sin. But, and, and God was, was right for not letting um, Paul uh, tell us what he saw there in that third heaven in the New Testament. God was right when the prodigal son got more attention than his brother. And God was right. He is always right, for he is God. It pleases God when we look to him and we say something like this. Lord, I don't understand. I don't understand a lot of things. I don't understand, understand everything. I may not agree with everything, but I am wrong. And you, Lord, are right. You're right. For he maketh no mistakes, for he is God. He's good. He is good. He is omniscient. I know, think of the things that's happened in your life. You may not understand it. It may have caused you great pain and sorrow. But God is right. God is right. God is good. And as our text said this, this morning, whatsoever is right, that shall he receive. Isaiah, again, that, those great verses, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Listen, you don't have to understand it. You don't have to even figure it all out. I remember um, Vernon Curtis, when he got saved. Before he was saved, I, I, we'd, we'd witness to him and talk to him, and he, he had this analytical mind. He wanted to be able to understand and explain everything before he got saved. And uh, I said, no, it's not like that. It's just by faith. I don't quite understand how God can forgive me for what I've done. I, I don't quite understand how God can give me eternal life that shall never uh, be taken away from me. It doesn't have to make sense. It doesn't even have, we don't have to understand it, but we just believe it. Because God said it. God is always right. Let's bow our heads together in prayer. Father, I know we're living in a day and age when 